So today on the Touchdown with Aaron Masamola, we are talking all things cricket. And today we focus on the future of South African cricket, as many might have put it in such a manner. And this is a young lad who plays currently for the VKB Knights. And I have to admit, he does hold some incredibly impressive stats he is a batsman of course and also a wicket keeper for the vkb knights and i think most notably looking at his stats as well this is a man who has scored more than 660 runs in his first class career and also taken more than 55 catches behind the stumps as well and of course this is a young 21 year old lad his name is wandile makwetu wandile my brother how are you i'm good Aaron. it's uh, nice to chat to you and I'm looking forward to it. Lovely. Listen, my brother, we've heard so much about you. And of course, you're a young lad that broke onto the international scene. And you're one of those players that in terms of South African cricket, we are looking towards the future in seeing what you can deliver. Tell me a little bit more about your upbringing. And most importantly, how did you fall in love with the sport of cricket? How did you actually get a hold of a cricket bat? Because I've seen that you're quite lethal with one. Yeah, I think born in Cape Town um, and I, my family lived there for a couple of years and then my dad got a job here in Johannesburg so the family moved up and I think the first time I fell in love with cricket I was probably in grade R and I'd just gone on a holiday and I think I might have watched one of the games on TV. I think it was in 2005 when England would have been in South Africa and that was a really well contested series and I remember back in those days the series were quite long so you used to play five match series in all formats. Um, so I remember watching England versus South Africa in 2005. And after the holidays, when I went back to school, I told my parents that when I watched on TV, it, was, it looked like a game that lots of people could play. And so I asked them to buy me a cricket bat and um, a couple of balls from the shop. And I took it back to school when I was in grade R. And I just got a bunch of mates together and we started playing during break times and that sort of thing. And I think that's where I started to fall in love with the game. Um, I didn't take it too seriously when I was that age, but I think maybe my parents saw from an early age that there was a bit of potential there and so they let me run with it when I started asking for things like private lessons and that sort of thing. So I think it was quite, I was quite young when I fell in love with cricket and um, first person in my family to play as well. So yeah, that's, that's probably how it came about. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that you mentioned your parents there and also you mentioned private lessons. How important were they in terms of, most importantly, funding your cricket journey, especially in the early stages, but also that support ensuring that their son becomes what we know as possibly the future of South African cricket? Yeah, it probably wasn't that important at a young age. Um, I think what happened with me was I started playing um, in age groups above mine. So when I was seven years old, I was playing with the under nines and when I was eight playing with the under 10. So I sort of stuck with that age group of cricketers. Um, but the thing was, in order to compete at an age group that's above mine, I mean, sort of everyone is the same um, ability level there, but you sort of want to compete with the guys at that age as much as you can. So I went to the extra lessons just so that I could learn the game a little bit faster than everyone else in my age group. Um, my parents were really... And I was really fortunate that we found a coach and one that I'm still really close to now who we got involved with private lessons. And that just gave me an edge over one, the guys in my age group and probably balanced the playing field a little bit with the guys who are in older age groups who I find myself playing with a lot. 
Oh, nice. That's absolutely fantastic. One thing that a lot of us have seen from you is your ability to bat. And I mean, that stands out amongst a lot of other young individuals and cricketers in the country. You mentioned your coach there, especially in the early years. How important was that in terms of laying the foundation to some of the strokes that we're seeing you play consistently now? Yeah, I think I've come across a lot of coaches along the way. Um, and I'm still close to a lot of them that I worked with from a really young age. Um, but I think really the, the ability and the strokes that you talk about is more of a natural flair and things that you pick up along the way. Um, I think coaches are really important in the sense that at a young age, they can teach you the basics and the techniques um, and the practical things that you need to become um, a well-rounded cricketer. But I think the natural ability and flair is something that you pick up along the way from watching your heroes play and watching a lot of TV and watching a lot of games and person. And you start to pick up little things that you find that you enjoy when you do. So I don't, I think it's important for the coaches to be around to teach you how to play the different strokes and that sort of thing. But the, the one to want to play them and the ability to play them is almost sort of a natural thing that guys pick up along the way. Oh, absolutely fantastic. And I think looking back at your cricketing journey, as a lot younger than what you currently are. I mean, you're just 21 years of age after all. But looking at your younger days, I mean, primary school as well as high school, what are some of those classic fun moments that really stand out for you? Because I think the beauty of sports is the fact that it can always be fun. What are some of those moments that were really fun for you and that you'll probably never forget? Yeah, I think the one that stands out clearly in my mind was um, Montrose Night Crickets. Um, I went to Montrose Primary School here in Johannesburg. And so the coach that I spoke about earlier, John Leifright, he initiated this, this night challenge where it got all the primary schools together and we played um, cricket and netball under lights for the first time. And it was a Friday afternoon competition and it went over about an eight or nine week period. So I think when I was in primary school, it was the one thing that I looked forward to at the end of the week. You always knew you were going to play under lights. And for many of us, or for all of us, it would have been the first time that we were playing cricket under lights. Um, and the whole, the whole tournament had a very carnival atmosphere. It was a big festival and it's just gotten bigger and bigger over the years. But I remember when I played in it, it was, it was the biggest primary school tournament of its kind. And like I said, it was the one thing that you look forward to. Um, so probably primary school, that was the biggest tournament I played in. Um, and then as I got a bit older, going to St. Stylians, you played in a lot of festivals and a lot of different cricket tournaments. But I think the biggest thing for me there was probably touring with the SI-19 team and I was fortunate enough to go to a few different places on tour with them. And I think maybe the one tour that stands out most for me is our last tour to England where um, I was captain of the team and the team did really well in the one-day competition. Um, we won that series. It didn't do so well in the test matches, but it was just a proud moment for me to have led a group overseas in conditions that we weren't familiar with and to go out there and get a win. So that was really special for me. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. I love what you mentioned there, that international tour, and most importantly, you being the captain in that England tour as well. I would love to know, looking at, because for us as fans, we just watch the game. We don't necessarily understand the complexities and the different conditions when you actually travel, because I mean, we're just sitting on the couch watching at home. What are some of the challenges when you have to tour, but most importantly, you are the captain. So it also means that you had to lead from the front. What are some of those challenges that we don't necessarily see that you guys actually have to endure? So touring is difficult. Like I said, it's conditions you're not familiar with and, when you're a leader, you always want to 
you always feel that you need to have answers and you, I mean, if people ask questions or people are unsure, you need to be the guy who has the answers. So in that sense, when you, it was my first time captaining and my first time touring England as well. Um, well, first time touring England in a team environment. I was, I've been over there before by myself. Um, but you don't have all the answers. And sometimes when things get difficult, especially as a young guy, you're still learning the game. You, you haven't seen and done it all. So I found when you tour as a young captain, not having answers, sometimes that's a real challenge that you have to face a lot and you have to confront as a leader, not being able to answer all the questions. But you just got to take it on the chin that you're not going to have the answers to all the questions. And it's also for you a learning experience. You know, you're the same age as everyone else in that group. So you don't need to feel that, yeah, I've, I've done this for three or four years or whatever. I should have all the answers. It's a bit different in the sense that everyone is the same age and a lot of us are doing this for the first time as well. So it's okay not to have all the answers. Um, and that goes for players as well. When you're on tour, touring can become difficult when you have to travel between hotels a lot and you don't get out of the hotel a lot. And every time you leave the hotel, it's to go to practice and then you go back and then for games and you go back. So there's small little challenges that people won't see away from the game of touring, but you can learn to manage them. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Oh, that's very true. The more you do it, the better you become at it. I think one of the things that really stands out for me personally, looking at your journey in terms of cricket now is your ability to bat. And I think when I look back at that 2018 tour of um, the under 19 Cricket World Cup where you were the captain, it's that massive knock of 60 versus Pakistan. That was an absolutely great knock. When you actually perform at that level and you perform so consistently, what are some of the things that go through your mind as you are batting through a tough innings like that? Um, I think the biggest thing about batting is assessing the situation and then adjusting your game plan to get the best out of it for the team. Um, so those innings is in the 2018 World Cup. Both of them, I came in under pressure and I just felt that if I batted long enough, um, batting would get a bit easier. Um, batting is difficult for everybody when they walk in. It's as good as some of the best players in the world are. When they walk in, they find the first 10, 15 balls difficult. But if you can get through those and develop a game plan that's going to um, get the most in terms of run scoring out of the conditions that you have in front of you, that's the most important. So I think in those innings for me, it was just about can I, can I develop a plan here that's going to allow me to score four, five, six runs and over. And then if I get an opportunity to do more, then I'll take it. But let me not overstretch myself now because the team is under pressure. Um, and there'll come a time when batting does get a little bit easier and run scoring is a bit more free-flowing. So you just have to wait for those periods and, and recognize them. And when they come, take, take advantage of that. Oh, take advantage of those opportunities. I absolutely love that. With regards to your batting, what is your favorite stroke? What's that stroke that really just makes you feel comfortable? And also when you just strike the ball, you just look at the ball fly away and you're like, wow, what a great shot. Yeah. It's probably the back foot punch. Um, <laughs> just, I, feel, I feel, I mean, I didn't always used to play it the way I played now. And I've learned from now being, a lot of, being around a lot of professionals that, I mean, the bowlers are faster. There's more bounce when they bowl short so you need to be able to control it a little bit more so i just feel getting on when i when i feel really good and i'm in good form i'll, I'll get on top of the ball and i'll be able to manipulate it um either side of most fielders on the offside so i mean left or right of point left or right of cover and i'm really feeling in good touch i'll even be able to hit the back foot punch a lot straight and hit it back past the bowl and back past middle so those are when i play those shots i feel like i'm in control and 
there's not a lot of well, a few deliveries that can get me out but when I play that shot comfortably then I know I'm on it oh that's nice with regards to your journey in the under-19 Cricket World Cup, yes, you were captain, but also sometimes in terms of leadership, there's, there's so much that people don't necessarily understand. What is that one thing that you as a young leader on the cricket field have learned that really stands out for you, even possibly in your personal life as well? Yeah, so actually in the 2018 World Cup, I was actually the vice captain. Um, I was captain, the captain of the team at the time was Reynard Fontonda, and he's also at the VKB Knights now. Um, a good friend of mine, and we had a really good relationship back then as captain and vice captain of the under-19 team, but it's grown so much more now that we play professional cricket together and we live in the same city. Um, spend a lot of time together. We do a lot of things together. Um, but I just think the biggest lesson I learned from being vice captain of that team was relationships with people. Um, and sort of dynamics dynamics in a sports environment and in a sports team between between the players, um, then between leadership in amongst the players and then between the coaching staff. Um, so I've learned a lot about dynamic um, the dynamics in relationships um, and I've used that in my personal life as well, understanding how people from different walks of life, and that's what South Africa is, we've got a lot of different walks of life that will come together to make a sports team. Understanding everyone and giving everybody the space to be themselves within the team so that other people don't feel that they need to conform to, a, to one way that the team wants to operate. Everyone feels free enough that they can be who they are and express their views the way they want to express them. Um, so just understanding people and respecting people and respecting people's boundaries and that sort of thing. You learn a lot of that, especially when you're touring as a team because you spend a lot of time together. You need to respect people. Otherwise, the team can, the tour can start to seem very long. Um, so on those long tours away with the under-19 group, I felt that I started to understand people a little bit, a little bit better and um, I started to use that a bit more in my life now in professional cricket as well.